and welcome to Public Hearing. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Caroline Craig. And we are back again after spring break with City Council. How's your spring break, Caroline? Oh, it was good. Um, I went to Las Vegas with my yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. We did a lot of hiking and stuff. And right, hiking. Gambling. And there we go. <laughs> Win any money? No, unfortunately no. not. I was, I think I got up to about... 10 bucks over what I put in, I think, to start well, with. And I guess was you like, turned a profit. I was like, I'm done. Perfect. <laughs> I made like 10 bucks, I guess. Amazing. Uh, well, this week, all we're really talking about, pretty short meeting. Uh, you said it lasts like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I brought a writer with me and she was really surprised. She was like, is that it? And I was like, yep. <laughs> you have the benefit of sitting in one of the shortest meetings. Yeah, right. She chose ever. a good one. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back to talk about it in a moment. Hey, this is Collins Keith podcast writer for The Plainsman. If you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, Caroline, let's talk about what happened in the meeting. So, a citizen came up to talk to, like, during the open forum portion of the meeting, and he wanted to talk about short-term rentals. What exactly did he have to say? Right. So this is Robert Wilkins, and he comes up often. Like, I've seen him at the past five meetings that I've been to, um, and he pretty much talks about short-term rentals. Um, he rented out via Airbnb, I think, and maybe other ways. Um, and he's pretty upset that the city's kind of forcing him to, like, remove this kind of income that he's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pretty much revealed that they sent out a cease and desist letter to all the people that were operating. Mm. And how many issue. people was that? I think he said about 150, 151 people, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. And he was one of the recipients of that. Mm. And uh, he's not happy about it that that they handled it that way, I think. Because right. I think it's a pretty aggressive to send out a cease and desist letter to your residence, basically. Right, yeah, because so essentially these people who got the cease and desist letter were just operating their, they were just renting out their homes that they weren't living in. So they would do like Airbnb or any of those other like Verbo or what's another one? I swear there's another one. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I cannot. I'm, I want to say Lyft, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, maybe. I, R- regardless, yeah. <laughs> um, they. They still operated after the city um, banned it with its ordinance. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure either they weren't aware of the ordinance mm. going into effect. I don't think right. people are always paying attention to what's happening in the city. Right. Um, Very understandable. Yeah. So, and I think, I don't know how long after they were still renting out short term, but I think, yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely, they were still in operation. He had this um, interesting thing to say about how... The city essentially was um, like designating his home as a hotel. Yeah. But you don't really see – but he, like, was trying to say that you don't really see that happening with other things that people do uh, within times. Like, you know, if you, like, teach people piano in your home, like, right. do you now a piano studio <laughs> uh, or anything like that? So uh, it seems very clear that residents are – at least some residents are not very happy with the city's – uh, decision to go against short-term rentals. But let's take a step back and talk about why exactly does the city not want people to 
rent out their homes. Yeah. So they have this whole neighborhood conservation thing that they've been working on, and that's kind of just keeping the areas where, you know, non-students live and mm-hmm. the, there's more residential families and stuff, kind of keeping them quiet and peaceful and, like, as ideal as a suburban neighborhood can be. Mm-hmm. And I think that they feel that, you know, with the hustle and bustle of game days and having mm-hmm. people come in and do the short-term rentals, it can kind of disrupt those peaceful neighborhoods that they want to preserve. And so I think they're trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's mostly about neighborhood conservation and right. keeping the city... Yeah. Re- le- wow tongue twister noise down i guess mm-hmm. okay so the city essentially it's trying to like conserve it's it's trying not to just be a university town right it, it, it wants like these parts of the city where people can like who aren't students or are coming here periodically for game days to be able to like actually live and not be disrupted by that right right which makes a lot of sense i guess because like game days are, are crazy yeah um it also makes sense because, like, I, I've noticed that a lot of student housing is kind of, like, in the same area. Like, I, there's times where, like, I go out, uh, like, west of the university into yeah. Auburn, and it feels like a totally different community, right? Yeah. Like, it's all these small houses. Like, there's a bunch of, like, winding streets. Not everybody's on them. It's very different. And you can I really tell that the city is, like, trying to keep both of these versions of Auburn alive but also separated. Right. It's kind of crazy. Like, I don't think most students get the opportunity to see what the rest of Auburn looks like um, because we are used to, like, the big apartment buildings and other Mm. housing options that we have, which kind of dilute the area that we live in. Right. But there's so many, like, beautiful, tiny little, like, southern houses that you can just drive around and, like, look at. Right. Like, I think I remember the first time seeing it, I was like, like, where am I? Like, I've never seen this part of Auburn before. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, I did think it's definitely in their interest to preserve that. You don't want, mm. you know, some developer to come in and, you know, maybe build a big, like, bed and breakfast that would disrupt the natural right. peace of a neighborhood. Yeah, we were just looking at the the ordinance itself, and a part of the rules of the ordinance is that uh, you can't serve guests, like, you can't serve food to, like, your guests, um, right. essentially, in these areas, which is, it isn't really affecting, like, people having dinner parties, but it, it's what it's talking about, I'm getting the language a little bit wrong, but essentially, explicitly outlawing bed and breakfast? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of, like, what um, Mr. Wilkins was trying to touch on with them classi- classifying his home as a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's, like, they have these defin- definitions of, like, what a short-term rental is, what an Airbnb is, what a homestay is, what a bed and breakfast is. And so I guess, like, by their definition, like, he operates technically as a hotel, mm. um, which is pretty upsetting because he's, like, this is my home. I'm making income off it, but right. I'm not a hotel. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that they're like, if you're serving food to these people, you're an Airbnb. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. That is what Airbnb stands for, air, bed, and breakfast. I keep forgetting <laughs> that. Yeah. It's hard. You, like, you don't think about it. You're just like, it's just Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah. Yeah, because he was saying, um, as I was reading the, the story, that he, the city, I, in some ways, may lose, like, the revenue that's generated from all of this, especially, like, you know, 
people who want to come in on game days, like, right. that brings in a ton of money to the city. It brings in money to, like, the residents of the homes who, like, will get to pay, charge a lot of money and make right. a lot of money from this. And the people who are coming in are going to, you know, spend a lot of money eating around town or, like, buying uh, souvenirs or anything like that or just going to the games. Exactly. Um, so it brings in a lot of money, but the city does not seem to be, they see, like, the trade-off, I guess, is not worth it. Yeah, I guess they kind of see the money aspect still coming in because people are still going to come into town. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're people like my parents who just, you know, they get a hotel out in LaGrange and just drive the 30 minutes, mm-hmm. um, there's no, nothing stopping for people from doing that, and you're losing a good significant amount of money. And I think even allowing that kind of income for people, it'll build the wealth of your residents and then it just cycles into the local economy that you have here. So I mm. think it would be better in your better long-term interest for you to do that. Well, um, that pretty much concludes what we've talked about that. But there were some interesting other things um, that happened in the meeting. You said it was, you know, very short, but yeah. they, 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 you know, they hit a few, a few points. Yeah. Um, so the city of Auburn was uh, rated by the Southern Living Magazine to be the third best college town in the South. Yeah. Which is kind of kind of low, I feel like. Three, you think is low? I mean, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm a little bit biased. Um, my <laughs> my brother goes to school at Alabama, so, you know, I've been to Tuscaloosa, which is kind of a college town. Yeah. But it's it's hell. I mean, yeah. it's there's just parking lots and huge roads. It's a terrible experience. And <laughs> I became a lot more grateful for Auburn after that. And I, I, but I felt like you know we're not number one. I don't I don't know who's number one. I think we should look. But um, yeah, yeah. My mom she even sent me like on Instagram. I like introduced her to Instagram, and now she sends like <laughs> all these links to me and stuff. Yeah. Um. But she's a big like Southern Living and DIY and you know Chip and Joanna Gaines type person. Mm-hmm. Um. And she sent me the link to the article through Instagram, and I was like, this is crazy. And then I went to the city council meeting and. I think it was Ron Anders that said it, and I was like, yeah. my mom and Ron Anders are connected. Yeah, this. right? <laughs> yeah, best friends. They have one brain thought. Yeah, because I, re- I remember uh, Ron Anders said that, like, you know, we, we want number one, but we'll take number three. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I just kind of expected it to rank a little bit higher, because weren't we ranked, like, um, were we ranked number one as, like, the happiest students um, a few years ago? Yeah, and I think even... Did they do it again this year? I think we got ranked first again this year. Did we? I think so. Let's find out really quickly. Because <laughs> I, I, I need to... Okay. Happiest college students. Premiumschools.org. But we don't want premium. Oh, whoa. What? Athens, Georgia is number one? Athens, Georgia? That's disgusting because I've been to Athens, Georgia, and do I you, did not like it. You did not like it? <laughs> no. I was like, this looks ugly. It was a little overcast, but. Mm. You need to get a job with Southern Living so you can <laughs> advocate for Auburn being number one. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'll do the best college town piece. Let me do it. <laughs> exactly. No bias here. No bias No at all. bias at all. And then I guess before we wrap up, um, we should be anticipating some news regarding the, the funny mural business. <laughs> the funny mural business. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Right. Um, so I guess what, what, what happened and like what, like what, because I know, um, was it Bob Parsons said something in the meeting? Yeah. What did he have to say? 
Um, it was kind of just like last time. I think it's a little bit more of an update, but he was talking about the type of meetings that they were going to have. Um, and so they met with uh, people from the Jules Collins Smith Museum, um, the Auburn to- AO Tourism, um, and then I think an organization in Montgomery. Um, and they just kind of discussed like, how public art can be beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. He never gave a really solid update, um, okay. but he said that it'll be coming soon. It, he just wanted to let everybody know that they ha- they were having these meetings. Okay, so they're, they're discussing it, talking about the pros and cons, yeah. and they'll eventually come to some decision, hopefully soon. I hope it's soon. Hopefully they don't have to, you know, tear down the new mural. <laughs> I mean, I hope they come to a decision that it's perfectly fine the way it is right imagine just them having to paint over it in some bland color it's just gonna go to white yeah a white wall white beds express wall (laughs) fantastic (laughs) amazing um well thank you uh for being on here caroline again um and from the auburn plainsman this has been public hearing i'm trice brown i'm caroline craig and we'll see you next week